1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome to On The Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host and the expert on all matters real estate is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Asif, let's start with the latest numbers from Canada's largest real estate board. It says home sales in the greater Toronto area fell nearly 35% year over year in February. That's not a great headline. It's not, Tina, and... In order to properly understand the numbers, we need to break them down and see what exactly happened. Now, we've been saying for the probably the last six or seven months that January, February, March, April numbers will look awful in 2018. And that's exactly what's happening. We had predicted that sales would be down about 50% compared to last February. So we're down 34.9%. I mean, in York Region, we're down 50%, which we'll get into a little bit more as well. But It's not that bad because if you think about how hot February 2017 was, everything that happened in in January and February 2017, it contributed to us having a phenomenal start last year. Okay, so let's take a trip down memory lane and let's talk about January and February 2017. What was going on? It was a supply and demand issue. We had no supply. So when you look at the numbers, you're going to see price points out of control. The The average price was going crazy because things were selling in 5 to 10 days, and they were selling for 110, 115% of asking, which is not a true indication of the strength of the Toronto market. It's a very strong market, but it's not a market that's going to continue to sell at 110%. And I use the hockey analogy. You could go out and have a great start to your season, and your team could score eight goals a game for the first three games. It doesn't mean that your team can average eight goals a game for the entire year. You're going to fall back to the one or two goals a game, and in the end, it's all going to average out. Okay, I like the hockey analogy. That makes a lot of sense to me, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners. So you said that last year... Homes were selling in five to ten days. How does that compare to what's going on right now? How how long are homes on the market? It's taking about a month. So the average for February was 25 days, which is down from 28 days in January. So it is getting a little bit hotter because we're not seeing as many new homes come on the market. Sure, our inventory is up, but our inventory should be up. We're at a, a healthy level for inventory right now. And... You know, you're going to hear reports of inventory being up 147.4%, which is enough to scare a lot of people. But it sure is. That's 147% from zero, pretty much. So it's a healthy amount of inventory, and that's going to fuel the market right now. And that's what's helping us keep prices below the 110% of uh, asking sales and things like that, because now you're at a more realistic 97% of uh, asking price, which is a typical market. So you said that homes now are going to sit on the market for 25 to 28 days, which is normal. 
She's not 30 to 60 days was always the norm. And we got spoiled because mm. people would freak out when homes were on the market more than four or five days. And that was, that was not a typical market. A typical market is just like this, about 30 days on the market. So should we be comparing then the numbers to 2016 and kind of ignore what happened in 2017? For sure. 2016, 2015, 2014, those are all typical markets. So when you're looking at it, you have to compare apples to apples. 2017 was an anomaly, and, and it's really hard to to follow in those footsteps because it was not a typical market. So should buyers and sellers be panicking? Like, is it a time for to, for buyers to jump in and take advantage because the the cost of a home has dropped? Is it, uh, you know, do, do sellers think, gee, I missed the boat? So that's a great point because you just touched on something and said the price of a home has dropped. Okay. Now, the price of a home, what you're hearing on the the news right now is that prices down a significant amount, 12.4%. Now, let's remember that they're comparing February 2018 to February 2017, and that's why you're getting that 12.4% difference. But if you're looking at a more immediate picture, if you're looking at what happened in January to what happened in February, which is the way that we have to look at price, in January, the average price, January 31st, was $736,763. What's the average price as of February the 28th? $767,818. So price went up, you know, about $30,000 over that month. So if you're a buyer, you're looking at this and saying, price continues to go up. If I want to get into the market, there is no lag time. I, I need to get in right now. If you're a seller, you're looking at this and saying, okay, I need to get on the market now to sell because the prices continue to go up. If price ever does fall in Toronto, the sellers are just going to hold on to their houses. They don't want to sell. They're not going to take a loss on it. So it's a very healthy market for both buyers and sellers right now. You know, just around three months of inventory, which is pretty much a, a seller's market still because once you get into four and five months, you're looking at a buyer's market. Once you get in over six months, uh, sorry, that's the buyer's market. Uh, five to six months is an average market, so it's balanced. But around this time, this is a seller's market still. And with inventory not increasing as much as we expected, you're, you're probably going to start to see multiple offers again very soon. Wow. And how soon? Are you looking at the spring? We're seeing them already. We're seeing them already, but you know, not in the amount that we had last year because pretty much everything was multiple offer. But you're seeing the houses that are priced well, the houses that are, are you know, decorated well and staged, they're starting to see multiple offers. And we've seen that over the last two weeks. Remember beginning of February, everything was doom and gloom. And as soon as family day hit, you started to see people coming out. The weather has a big part to do with it too, but you saw people coming out and purchasing properties and getting excited about buying homes. And there's some really nice homes on the market right now. You talked about 2017 not being the barometer. What do you think happened? Like what, what was the trigger last year that made everyone kind of go into a panic in a buying and selling way? There was a lot of pent up demand and what happened was it ate away at our supply. So from 2015, 2016, the supply was being eaten up. Now, instead of addressing the supply issue, the government implemented rules to kind of choke demand. 
So they made it harder for people to buy and they created a panic in the market. So as, as we got into April, the demand was choked off. Supply kept increasing normally. And what we're seeing right now is we have, uh, you know, adequate supply. I'm not going to say we have a lot of supply. We have adequate supply and it's, it's a pretty balanced market. Do you think that maybe folks as well are starting to understand what the stress test is all about that went in on January 1st of this year? And maybe they're starting to realize, okay, you know what, this is something that I should have been prepared for anyway, and I can do this. With the stress test, those measures were already in place. They were, okay. And people were panicking because it was being brought out and, and everyone was talking about it. But in reality... I mean, the banks make money by lending money, so they're going to so lend money. Remind our listeners, what's the stress test all about? The stress test has to do with how the banks qualify you, and they qualify you at a rate of 2% more than what you're getting. And that way, they're very comfortable that if the rate does increase, you can afford it. The stress test is actually a good thing because it also lets you know that you're not going to be in a bad situation if the rates do increase. We've seen a couple of rate increases. It hasn't affected anything. You don't hear about you know, people losing their properties or anything like that. Our banks are very tight in their lending procedures, which helped us back in 2008 as well when the rest of the world, people were losing their homes. Canadians weren't. We had equity in our homes. We were solid. And our banks, because of their lending criteria, we were leading the world. That's terrific. Okay, when we come back, real estate by the numbers, specifically to York Region. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Asif, let's remind our listeners then about the numbers from the Toronto Real Estate Board, which were released this week. So, Tina, again, the numbers from the Real Estate Board shows that sales were down 34.9% year over year. And what that means is February 2017 to 2018 But uh, we have to also take into account that February 2017 was not a typical year. It was a phenomenal month for real estate. So So let's talk specifically about the numbers for York Region. So York Region ended up uh, in February with 805 sales. You're going to hear a lot about how that was almost 50% off of last year's pace. And... That's true. I mean, we had predicted that we would be down about 50% off of last year just because of the strength of last year. To see how February, the last two weeks, rebounded from the first two weeks of February, that was such a good feeling. The momentum that February built as it uh, after Family Day, we finished at 805 sales. I mean, we were predicting at the beginning of the month that we would probably have about 700 sales, which would be you know, 54, 55% off our pace. So to see how, you know, the weather helped and and how February started uh, rolling, it was really good. Now, take into consideration, we were up. We sold 595 homes in January. So to sell 805 in February in less days, that's, that's huge. So how, why, why did that happen? Weather. Remember, January, we had some extreme cold weather, and 
we had the stress test introduced. So there was a lot of panic, but it shows that consumer confidence has returned and the weather plays such a huge role in real estate. You know, nobody wants to go out when they're, they have to put boots and gloves and toques and winter coats and everything on. But as the weather gets better, you start to see, you know, people heading out and fixing up their properties and getting them ready for sale and also going out and shop. So do you want to talk specifically about the numbers across the region? Was there a particularly hot area? Everywhere in York region was pretty good for February. Now, let's just look at average price too. So in in January, the average price in the region was $870,483. So that was the average price across York region. What's the average price right now? The average price right now is 898888 So, you know, a significant increase. That's about a $30,000 increase in purchase price. So if you're a buyer and you're thinking, I'm going to wait, you've got to get into the market right now. Because the average price, even though it's a small increase, it continues to increase. So that's that increase is eating away at your down payment. It's eating away at your savings. So in order to to maximize what you're going to get, with the money that you have, you need to get into the market now so that you can take advantage of the price increases as they go. And if you look at that average purchase price, what is that getting you these days in York Region? There's a lot of, uh, you know, detached homes, semi-detached homes, townhouses. That seems to be, uh, you know, helping the market a lot. Obviously, condos are a little bit cheaper, but condos are increasing at a higher rate as well. And York Region continues to to grow their number of condos. Vaughn, Markham, Richmond Hill, there's so many condos being built in anticipation of transit coming up there, in anticipation of York University coming in there, the, the new downtown Markham area. So we're getting a lot of growth in number of condos. And also, you're seeing people that would normally want to live in the city in a condo, making that move up to the suburbs to take advantage of, you know, the single land transfer tax. Toronto has the double land transfer tax. So you're seeing a lot of people move into the 905 to take advantage of that as well. So for the listeners in York Region who are looking at these numbers, what is your advice to them, whether they're buyers or sellers? In York Region right now, we're looking at 3.3 months of inventory. That's typically a seller's market. So what does that mean, 3.3 months of inventory. That means if we continue selling at the same pace that we're selling at and nothing comes on the market, we will run out of homes in three months, 3.3 months. Now, what does that mean in terms of how the market is, is going? Well, if you look at anything around the three months or less mark, it's a seller's market. When you get into the four or five months, you're looking at you know a balanced market. Anything over six months is going to be a buyer's market. So for people that are saying, I'm just going to wait, we're not going to get to the six months. So, and if we do, it's going to take something really drastic, which, which hasn't happened in the last 15 or 20 years. So to be waiting, all you're doing is you're allowing the price to increase and you're taking away from your purchasing power. As a seller, it's a perfect time for you to sell. There's a lot of buyers out there. Sure, there's inventory, but if your home is positioned properly in terms of price, accessibility, and condition, you're going to be the first to sell. What do you anticipate as we head into hopefully spring and warmer temperatures um, for end of March and into April and May? What are you seeing? We're going to continue to see the momentum that uh, the market built through the end of February carry us through March, April, May. And we're you're going to... so. In anticipation of 
March numbers coming out later on uh, in the first week of April, you're also going to hear that March was an awful month. They're going to compare it to last March, which was uh, March 2017, and you're going to get that in April as well. So for the next two months, you are going to hear when the numbers come out that the numbers were down 30% or 20%, but from May to October, that's when you're going to start to hear that numbers were up. What does it all mean? When you're comparing it to last year, it doesn't really mean a lot. You have to look at how it did compared to the previous month. And that's when you're going to see small increases. You know, it's not going to be the 10 or 15 or 20% increases that we saw last year, but it's going to be a more typical 2%, 3%, 4%. And, and that's a very healthy real estate market. We're heading into March break season. Maybe folks are away. Do you anticipate that there's going to be a bit of a slowdown during that time as well? There will be, and it's a traditional slowdown. Okay. But it's also the time that people get their homes prepared for sale. March break, the Easter break coming up in a couple of weeks. So you're going to start to see a lot more houses hitting the market, and that's why the people that have jumped the gun and prepared their homes earlier, they're seeing some really good results right now. So it's not all doom and gloom from what these headlines sort of suggest. No. We sold 92,000 homes last year. We'll sell about the same this year. But what you're going to start to see is, you know, as as we shouldn't panic right now because the numbers are not accurate in, in terms of uh, where the market is, you have to look at January to February, not February 2018 to February 2017. But you're going to start to see that change. And, and come May and June, July, you're going to start to see numbers increase and people are going to be saying, wow, the the real estate board was up 20% or 30%. That's not accurate either because you're comparing it to a, a very slow period in the market in 2017. So the tables will turn, but it's no reason to get really excited. Just like right now is no reason to get that down. Okay, got it. When we come back, we get to your real estate questions and the hot listing of the week. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Time now for our listener questions. Asif, the first question comes from Mary in Richmond Hill. She is preparing to jump into the market, she says, and wants to know, A, what's the first step in the home buying process, and what does she need for a down payment? Great question, Mary. And, you know, there's there's two there's two sides to what the first step is. So, so the first step, obviously, is if you get to a mortgage broker or a bank and find out what amount you're pre-qualified for. So they're going to look at your income, your credit history, and how much down payment you have. And they're going to give you an amount that you can pre-qualify for. So that will set us in the right direction. The other time while that's happening is for us to sit down with you and Look at what your needs and wants are. So your needs are what you absolutely necessarily want in a home or need in a home. And then your wants are what would be nice to have. So, you know, you may want a garage, but it may not be an absolute necessity. But an absolute necessity may be you want an ensuite in the master bedroom. So once we look at that list, we can kind of direct you in the right areas and price points and at the same time, the bank is pre-qualifying you with an amount. We put that all together and get the search going. 
So it's the the broker, it's the real estate agent who's going to help you through that process, especially when you're jumping in for the first time. For sure. And and there's so much to overwhelm someone as a first time buyer. Yeah. It's it's good to have someone that does this, you know, a hundred times a year or so to be able to help you out with those questions. And you're gonna have a lot of questions and you know, you should ask as many as you can because that's why we're here. That's a good point. And Mary's also asking about a down payment. I guess that depends on um what your price range is and what you're looking at. It sure does. And it also depends on your bank and and how they're pre-qualifying you. I mean, you're Mary. If you yourself if you're self-employed, it's going to be very different than if you're employed because sometimes you need more of a down payment as uh, someone that's self-employed uh, versus someone that has a guaranteed income type thing. So it just depends on your bank. You can tell them that you want to put down 10% or or 5% or 20%. It also depends on how you want to structure your mortgage. If you're putting down more than 20%, you're not going to have insurance premiums like CMHC or Genworth. So you could save some money that way by uh, you know putting down the 20% and not having that premium to pay. What if Mary is going to uh, the bank of mom and dad, which we've heard a lot about um, these days. Is that put a new wrinkle into this whole thing? It doesn't. We see a lot of people going to the bank of mom and dad because the reality is that the prices have uh, gone up so much and incomes haven't. So mom and dad are helping out. Mom and dad have a lot of equity in their homes and they want to help their children in some way. And that's going to help with the down payment as well. Okay, we've got uh, our next question. It's from uh, Josh in Vaughn. He wants to invest in a condo and is not sure whether he should be setting his sights on downtown Toronto or stay in York Region. What do you think? Josh, the first thing that I'm going to ask is what type of lifestyle do you want? Because this is a lifestyle decision. It depends on where you want to be. Do you want to be in the the heart of the action? Downtown Toronto, is, is that important to you? Or do you want you know, quiet suburbs, more family-oriented York region. So uh, obviously the one thing that's going to come into play is land transfer tax. You're going to pay less land transfer tax in the 905 than you would in the city of Toronto. So that's that's playing a a huge role in in decision-making right now for people buying in Toronto versus York region. At the same time, you get more bang for your buck in the 905. You're going to pay about 450 to $550 a square foot for a condo in York Region. Generally, they're a little bit larger as well. Downtown, you're going to pay about $650 to $750 a square foot. Wow. Your maintenance fees are going to be a little bit higher in Toronto as well, probably about $0.55 cents to $0.60. Cents. Uh, whereas in York Region, you could get away with 45 to $0.50 cents a square foot for maintenance fees. So there's a lot of different variables. The number one thing that we'll look at is lifestyle what type of lifestyle do you want, do you anticipate, and what would make you happiest in the city or in York Region? Is the new build the only option for Josh, or are there a lot of condo resales out there? And would they be bigger? There's a lot of resale condos, so you could get older condos that are larger, but remember, just having a larger condo doesn't mean that... uh, you know, you're getting a good deal or an older condo means that you're getting a good deal because condo fees are also tied into square footage. So you'll be paying more condo fees. Some of the older condos, which are larger, have utilities rolled in to their condo fees. So you could have a $900 or $1,100 maintenance fee payment every month. Now to qualify that, 
you could have a $500 maintenance fee in a newer condo, but you're going to pay utility separately. So you'll probably be around $700, $800 anyway. So you just got to weigh how you want to do it, what's best for you, and we'll make it work. Okay. So just before we go, let's chat about the hot listing of the week. What have you got? We have a home in the McCowan and 14th area. Great location. It backs onto a ravine. It's a semi, and it's priced at $900,000, $899,000. This is probably one of the best deals in that area. It has a finished walkout basement, which has a bedroom and a bathroom. So you could actually rent that space out. Uh, upstairs, you've got three bedrooms, a couple of bathrooms as well. All hardwood floor, brand new, and it has uh, a new furnace and new air conditioning as well. Great home, semi-detached, 1,700 square feet. So uh, is it different buying a semi-detached as opposed to a detached home, whereas you know maybe you're going to be more concerned about your neighbors and the neighborhood, or is it the same kind of routine? With Markham it's changing towards you know more high density, you're you're seeing more semi-detached, you're seeing more townhouses, and the good thing with the semi-detached is you have more light coming in because you have you know the exposure on on one side, you know the ravine lot in this one helps a lot as well. Any townhouse or semi depends on your neighbors for sure, but you know one, another thing that people don't take into consideration is when you have an attached house, semi or townhouse you're paying less heat because you're insulated on one side. So there's a lot of different factors that go into, you know, whether it's the right home for you or the right type of home for you. But towns and semis seem to be, uh, you know, the most popular types of residences in York Region right now. And is this um, a newer semi? It is. I mean, this area is only about 15 years old or so, so... Okay, so remind our listeners one more time about the hot listing. It's 899000 It's a semi. Where is it? It's 41 Dunnett. It's at McCowan in 14th. Great area. And for more information, give Helen a call at 905-554-5522. Okay, Asif, we're out of time. Thanks again for a great show. Thank you, Tina. Remember, if you need to connect with Asif Khan or if you missed any part of On the Market, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.